Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Good news. Uh, you've got Jair Alexander back at practice. Also, Christian Watson is back at practice. Which is huge news because uh, way, the way he went down with that knee and how he kind of collapsed in the field and that uh, that pass that was behind him. Man, I... Uh, I didn't think he'd be back, but good to see Christian Watson back this week. So that's that's really good news. Really good news. Um, and hopefully everybody is back this week. Hopefully. I mean, I, I didn't get a full update. Did you see if Devondre Campbell was back on the practice field today by any chance with Stokes? Yep, he is back as well. <coughs> that's That's even better news. That's even better news. And offensively speaking, if what we witnessed on Monday night um, – is as far as the Packers go, that defense is actually starting to play pretty well, starting to come together for Minnesota. And uh, it is – then you throw in the fact that it's going to be a little bit cool, it's going to be a little bit rainy, there's going to be a rivalry game going on. It is – it is um, – it's going to be uh, going to be a tough one. They blitz – Brian Flores and this Vikings team blitzes more than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. I talked to a Vikings guest on my yeah, show the other night. So Jordan Love and, and Matt LaFleur, this has been a problem before. They're going to have to be ready for that. Even more than Spagnolo, because Spagnolo, uh, Spags down in uh, Kansas City, loves to unload. And uh, they, they blitz even more than that, which is – that's saying something. That's bringing it damn near every other play. So uh, So we'll see. So we'll see. Um, in the meantime, uh, talking about the Minnesota Vikings, the Vikings, obviously, they are looking for a win and trying to expound upon what they did on Monday night. The Packers trying to just get rid of this bad taste in their mouth and the fact that they have a three-game losing streak coming into this contest. Their offense stinks in the first half of ball games. There's been a lot of scrutiny on the offense, uh, the defense, the coaching staff. Now some of the uh, choices that, uh, you know, Brian Gutekinds has made. There's, there's enough uh, ire to go around right now. So uh, what do we do? We uh, we bring him in. We bring in from the uh, the, the Purple Insider, which is covering uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and we bring in Matt Collar. And, and Matt, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, it is a little bit of a, a short and hectic week here, and uh, I can't wait to eat some meat and cheese when I travel uh, into <laughs> Wisconsin. It's a, that is always a pleasure. Let's start off with the. This is a tale of two teams who have not started off the season very well. And what the Vikings just got was maybe a little bit of redemption, or maybe putting the the train back on the tracks, if you will. But talk about their season and what they've been lacking thus far. It's been weird. I mean, because last year everybody talked about how lucky they were, and uh, some of that was right, and some of that was wrong. And then, you know, they come into this year and the whole, every analyst I listened to all off season said, Oh, their luck won't last. And I kind of rolled my eyes. Like, I don't know. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty solid team, I think. And of course they fumbled more times than any team in the first like four weeks. Like, okay, I guess uh, the football gods came for them and made them pay for last year because, you know, they had a chance to win uh, a game against the Los Angeles chargers. The ball bounces out of TJ Hawkinson's hands. It gets intercepted in the end zone. And, you know, they're in Philadelphia and they, they fumble, the Eagles fumble, but, you know, the Vikings don't recover it. And it's kind of, you know, difference making plays and things like that. And that's not to excuse the weaknesses of the team. It's just that we wouldn't have expected them to lose some of these games the way that they played on a play to play basis. But these kind of random things kept happening. And then, you know, they play the 49ers and they played similarly to some of their better games earlier this year, except for the 49ers through the two interceptions, the 49ers 
fumbled the ball uh, that the Vikings were able to pick up and then turn immediately into a touchdown. And I think that, you know, a, a team that kind of has to live on the razor's edge and, and ride the ups and downs and roller coasters of luck is probably an average team. And I think that that's what's come out in the wash is that they've got their strengths, their passing game clearly, their offensive tackles have been spectacular. Um, on the defensive side, Brian Flores has really maximized everything they have, but they still have a quarterback who has his good days and bad days, and they have a defense that has one pass rusher, and then they have to manufacture the rest. And, and I think that on they are very much in any given Sunday where they almost lost to Tyson Bajan and then came out and beat the 49ers. And like, yeah, that sounds about right. So if you ask me, like, could they win? Sure. Could they lose? Sure. Like, that's kind of who this team is. The, uh, the the quarterback position of Kirk Cousins, so much speculation about somebody should trade for him. Would he go someplace else? He kind of put all that to bed, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, that was uh, back in minicamp. He said, basically, like, I'm not talking about this anymore, and we'll address it next offseason and so forth. And I've always really, really respected Kirk Cousins' ability to have horse blinders. Um, you have uh, you used to have a quarterback in Green Bay who would uh, know what everybody was saying about him at all times. Um, we don't have that. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, makes a strong effort to drown out everything from the outside and kind of put those horse blinders on. And it can be the worst game he's played, and ESPN's ripping him up and down, and he'll come out the next week and, and play the same football or play well. Uh, he can be in trade rumors. He can have contract issues. He can have whatever and he is the same exact Kirk Cousins. It's really remarkable, and he's not a guy that ever wants to talk about it. I mean, even with his, uh, when we asked him about trade rumors and things like that, he w- gave us a whole uh, dissertation about how he intentionally avoids um, reading media, like removing apps from his phone, and he even tried a flip phone at one point, but he didn't really like it very much, like all that sort of stuff. So it hasn't uh, it hasn't impacted how he's played. He's been the exact same Kirk Cousins, and I, I think he's probably had one of the better starts to his season. At the same time, like that lingers over the entire organization that the quarterback uh, is a lame duck at this moment, and that decision is kind of a week to week where we're constantly evaluating. All right, are they going to make a change of quarterback? If they lost X number of games, would they try to trade him to the Jets or whatever? Um, so for us, that's a lot to discuss, but for him. Uh, it hasn't changed a thing. What is the loss of Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook meant to that team? You know, uh, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, Dalvin Cook last year struggled uh, more than I'd ever seen him before struggle. And I think you've seen him with the Jets where it, it just isn't there anymore. And you know how this goes with running backs where right. all of a sudden you, they can go from being the best running back on the planet to hey, why is this guy's burst gone? And so last year, I think they manufactured a lot of yards for him, and he had a couple of big plays that made it look like his fantasy stats were a little better than he was. And, uh, you know, their running game hasn't been great. It's been very inconsistent would be a nice compliment. That would be a Midwest compliment for me. It's it's been bad. And I I think we're going to see a lot more Cam Akers as we go forward here because – uh, he's got a little more burst than Alexander Madison, but it's basically been the same rushing attack as it was last year, pretty much ineffective, not anything that a defense is going to be scared of. And with Adam Thielen, um, if Jordan Addison wasn't great, I would tell you they missed him a lot. But Jordan Addison, from day one of training camp, the first time he put on pads and started roasting NFL corners, and making toe-tap catches at camp, we were like, how did the Vikings do this again? <laughs> they, they just... 
every every time that you know they lose a great wide receiver and then they grab another one it's it's unbelievable so addison i think has been an upgrade because he can you know he can go deep and he can make deep plays which i think adam thielen was pretty much done doing in his career so i think the offense is actually a shade more dangerous of course that's when justin jefferson is in there are still limitations but being able to replace Jefferson with Addison, you saw it the other night. Um, what, a, what a luxury this team has that very few teams have. Packers have lost four of their last five. They have not been able to get over 20 points uh, in the last four contests. So, I mean, things just not uh, heading in the right direction. Are you surprised by how bad this Packers offense has been? I really didn't know what to expect. I imagine you guys were in the same position. Like, how weird do you feel not having, like, an right. all-time great quarterback? I mean, this was... You know, it used to be for for the whole time I covered the Vikings, it was always going down to Lambeau to watch Aaron Rodgers play, except for, you know, maybe the one time he was hurt in 2017. And it was these great battles, you know, between Mike Zimmer and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I I love that just from a being a football enjoyer. And I came into this season having no idea what to expect from Jordan Love. And I've seen some really, really nice things from him this year. But I've also seen some things that made me go, is that Jameis Winston with some of the interceptions? And I can't tell, and maybe this is the hardest thing to figure out in football, if some of that is fixable or he'll correct it or just stop heaving the ball at the end of games into interceptions, or if it's like a guy that has an issue with turning the ball over. I I really don't know. And I, I think what's really surprised me too is that the running game doesn't look scary. And for many years with, with Aaron Jones back there and, and even A.J. Dillon kind of plowing people, the running game was always a problem, uh, you know, to go up against. So, yeah, I, I am, I guess, a little bit surprised, but I really had no idea what to expect. And I think this is going to be a huge test for Jordan Love as he faces Brian Flores, who really messed with Brock Purdy the other night and has messed with a lot of young quarterbacks so far. Justin Fields looked terrible against uh, the Vikings defense, Bryce Young, and I, I would give – a lot of credit to the blitzing and the changes in uh, coverages and things like that from Brian Flores. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Jordan Love. Let me ask you this. How long does it take you to look at somebody and go, yeah, they got it or no, they don't? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, if I get to stand at the sideline and training camp uh, for a whole camp, I can usually have a pretty good opinion of where that thing is going if the guy's going to be really good. Um, but I've also seen so many players develop and also, you know, with a player like Jordan Love, circumstances matter, right? Like this isn't the David Thierry shutting down everybody at left tackle offensive line that we've seen in the past. Uh, it's a guy who's made only a couple of starts, but because he's been a backup, I think our expectations are really high um, for him because he is doing that whole thing where, you know, he's had time to develop. But, gosh, I think it's the hardest thing in all sports is to figure out whether a quarterback is good unless the guy is Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, and right away they just come in and destroy people because we've seen so many quarterbacks. Like, when you first watched Jalen Hurts, were you like, oh, yeah, superstar, that guy's going to the Super Bowl? I didn't think that. And then that's, you know, look at that team, look at that offensive line, look at his development. Um, But I think it's a very hard thing for the organization to decide how long do we give this? Uh, because you have to decide, are you going to pay him? And what you don't want to do is make the Daniel Jones mistake. You don't want to get fooled, give the guy $40 million, and then realize the next year, oh, wait, he's actually not any good. 
Um, and we've seen a few teams kind of go through that. So I, I think it's a really tough thing. I would want a much bigger sample size before I decided on Jordan Love. Yeah, I I mean, I started doing this back in 92, 93, and that was David Klingler in Cincinnati, followed by, uh, I, it was, uh, God, it was Jeff Blake, and then Neil O'Donnell, and then Achilles Smith. And I've seen a lot of quarterbacks that had it, that they thought they had it, and they come in, and after about six, seven games, you're like, this guy doesn't got it. At least Jeff Blake <laughs> could throw a deep ball, but that was about all he did. I just look at this and I say I, his accuracy is not great downfield. He underthrows deep wide receivers. Their teams are daring him to throw over the middle at this point, and it's not getting any better. I understand that some of the wide receivers are rounding off routes and not paying attention to detail because they're just trying to get to the right spot at the right time at this point. Understand all of that. I just don't see anything there that's dynamic. The first two games of the season where everybody got juiced up, to me, kind of an apparition because teams were waiting to find out what he could and couldn't do. And now that there's a book out, people are going, okay, now we know how to defend this cat. And I think that's what we're seeing. So uh, that's why I think come, you know, by the time this team faces Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions in Detroit, I, I think we're going to know whether or not Jordan Love is actually the guy or not and that all this angst that's gone on in this organization over the last three, four years because of that pick was warranted or now it's just a complete bust at that point. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that the way you're seeing it is the way that I'm seeing it, uh, especially when it comes to the turnover-type plays where you just go, uh, what happened there? Like the decision-making, because that was an issue in college. And I remember with Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold, when they threw a bunch of interceptions and got sacked a lot and things like that in college, everyone, you know, apologized for them. Oh, no, 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 no. He won't do it in the NFL. It's because of the coach. It's because of the teammates. It's because of X, Y, Z. Like, nah, a lot of times if you're kind of that guy, then you are kind of that guy. Um, I think that, though, we also kind of can overreact to just a couple games, right, especially when it looks as bad as it did, uh, you know, the other day against Denver. That's a pretty tough loss to take. And the way that it ended was, you know, it was not good. Um, but, you know, supporting casts means so much to this league uh, with most of quarterbacks. Like what, like 80% of quarterbacks supporting casts is a huge deal. And even it started to affect Rodgers at, at some points in his career. But, I mean, you do have to, and I'm not saying that Love will ever be Rodgers. There's only, a, you know, 12 Aaron Rodgers level quarterbacks in history. But the, the Packers also drafted Brian Brom once upon a time because they weren't sure if Aaron Rodgers was the guy, right? And I remember Todd McShay, this clip's been shared a billion times, talking about how, like, oh, well, they found their future guy in Brian Brom because Aaron Rodgers ain't it. So, we, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, though, if you're the Packers and you're approaching the, the future in the next draft, you have to keep your eyes open for everything. I mean, look, San Francisco drafted another quarterback just at random at the end of the draft and Brock Purdy, and now he's their starter. And even though the Vikings just beat them, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, this is why you have to take a lot of swings at that position because the evaluation is so difficult. Heck, Kirk Cousins is 35 years old, and we still argue over whether he's actually good or not. I saw on TV that was what they were saying today. That's how hard it is to figure out that position, right? So I'd want to see a whole season at least at least a whole season of Jordan Love. And what I tend to look for is, does he, does he look like he's in command, you know, by the end? Because I, I watched Justin Fields the other uh, week, and I was like, no, 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 this, this can't happen. It's like the guy is not in command of his offense. After three years, he still doesn't understand what he's supposed to do. I want to see Jordan Love get a little more experience before I'm sure. But I guess that's, that, that's hedging on my part, though. 
Matthew, always great to talk to you. We'll see you in the press box coming on Sunday, okay? Sounds great. Thanks for having me. There you go. Matthew Collar joining us for a couple of minutes, and uh, he covers the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Good stuff, and covers it for the Purple Insider. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. We've got uh, some good buy or sell today. We've got some what do we miss today. we got all kinds of stuff. And coming up tonight, don't forget, we have got also the, the Bill Michaels Huddle. That's coming up 6 to 8 tonight on many of these same stations. And I want to remind you of that. And don't forget, a week from tonight, we are going to be in Marshfield. We're going to be at Nuts Deep 2 in Marshfield coming up next Wednesday night, heading north. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restricted supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. I got a got a nice note from Rob. <laughs> Rob said, I heard you go through the list of bad quarterback play a little bit earlier. Oh, my God. You've seen horrible quarterbacks in your day. I, I was reeling off the list. And I was writing them down. I'm trying to remember. I mean, there was David Klingler, Jeff Blake, Neil O'Donnell, uh, Achilles Smith. Uh, Jeff Blake twice, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a bad run of bad quarterback play in uh, in Cincinnati. I mean, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, oh, I forgot about John Kitna. John Kitna was another one. John Kitna, remember him? Oh my goodness, that was a bad deal. There was John Kitna, um, <laughs> and they hung on to him for like what three, four years, something like that. Then they went to Carson Palmer, and they had some success with Carson Palmer. 
they uh, they did some good things there. There was uh, John Kitten and Carson Palmer, and he was around for a while. And then, um, God, then they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember, Ryan Fitzpatrick was with Cincinnati. And I think, because that was when Carson Palmer went down with the knee injury. So Fitzpatrick came in for a year. It was Carson Palmer, then Fitzpatrick, then back to Carson Palmer. And then they went to the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. And, uh, yeah, then after that it was – because Dalton was there, God, how many years? He was he was there quite some time. And uh, he actually took them to some playoff games. And had it not been maybe for an E injury, they had one of the better teams. Uh, God, I can't remember what year it was, but he ended up getting uh, Von, uh, Von Olhoff. Um, he's the one that rolled up on his knee from Pittsburgh and uh, took Andy Dalton out. And that was the end of that. And they really never achieved much success after that. And then once they uh, drafted Joe Burrow, they've never looked back. Joe Burrow came on and became the starter in, I think it was 2020. And it's been it. It's been Joe Burrow, jackpot Joey since. But, yeah, then you can throw in John Kitna, Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God. Now, I will say it was the Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those those quarterbacks, I was not there. I didn't cover those. I mean, they came in a league, but I, I was not there. Uh, I covered David Klingler and just the, the bad run, Achilles Smith, and, God, Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake, at least, was – he had some good things going for him. And uh, between him and Achilles Smith, at least Jeff Blake and company, they could throw deep and they, they could, you know, kind of – they had some good wide receivers to throw to and such, but man, I've I've seen seen a long laundry list of bad quarterbacks. So sometimes when I look and I go, you know, I don't see dynamic. You kind of see it. You know, you just you just know. And I sometimes you just know. Let's go to Larry listening to us in Whitefish Bay. Larry, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good, big unit. Um, enjoy your program as usual. Um, Thank you. You know, th- there was a guy uh, who uh, last year uh, won the USFL championship who uh, was named league MVP. And uh, so the the Packers signed him, and I, I couldn't remember uh, his name. But, Alex um, Magoo. Okay, so, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, he can't be just some hack off the street. That, I mean, with, with what he accomplished last year, I know that he, he came in uh, late during training camp and didn't have a, a, a chance to, to completely learn the system. But I remember seeing him play uh, in a, a couple of uh, ex- exhibition, or not exhibition, but preseason games. He looked pretty good to me. He was mobile, uh-huh. had a strong arm. He looked accurate. And uh, But I never hear anybody even mentioning his name as a possibility. Uh, well, here's the reason why, and I appreciate the phone call. So some good stuff. So first and foremost, because you've invested in Jordan Love. He's your first-round draft choice. He's the guy that you were able to move on from Aaron Rodgers to because. Okay, so he's your first-round draft choice. Then you invested in another draft choice in Sean Clifford. And Sean Clifford's a draft choice. And he's young. He's, you know, teachable and such, and they believe he has all the tools. Magoo was there in case there was this dismal failure. Could they bring him back? Absolutely, if they wanted to. Um, but 
I'm sure he's probably hanging around waiting to see if another offer comes in or if a quarterback goes down or they need somebody on a depth chart. But, yeah, he could he could end up coming back and, and, and doing that. Uh, if so Let's just say uh, Jordan Love goes down with an injury and he's going to be out for a significant portion of time. And he, got, he has to go to the IR. Well, then you could see uh, Magoo coming back and backing up Clifford. That would be kind of the way you would do it. Um, so that's it. You know, that's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Let's do this. Let's break bottom of the hour, and then we're going to get back into uh, some buy or sell, which I think yesterday was uh, intriguing. It made us think, and I love that. So let's do that. Reminder, coming up tonight, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle, 6 o'clock on many of these same stations. You can also check it out on YouTube. You can check it out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook Live. You can find us on so many different levels and platforms. Take a listen. And WOZN, the Zone Madison app. Download the app, and you can hear us there as well. Don't forget, a week from tonight, we are going to be live. We're going to be in Marshfield. Nuts deep, too. We are a-coming, and I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to be in Marshfield a week from tonight. So excited about that revisit uh, to that area. Haven't been there in so many years. Probably about, I want to say, 10 or 11 years. It's been a while since we've been to Marshfield. So I'm really, really excited about going there. And we're going to be there next week. So uh, pay, put that on. If you're in the area, put that on your calendar. Put that on your calendar. Also, a reminder coming up this Friday night, we're going to be down at uh, Stenny's Second and National in Walker's Point. It is the annual Halloween costume contest. We are judging it. Myself, Grant Bills, and numerous others. We're going to be down there uh, on Friday night, and I cannot wait for that as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up this week, next week. Stay tuned to the Bill Michael Show, and don't forget don't, uh, the uh, Green and Gold Post Game Show emanates live from Burkle's. And we're going to be in Burkles in Green Bay, uh, just a stone's throw away from Lambeau Field, coming up on Sunday after the contest as well. So we got a lot going on, a lot of good stuff happening here in the very near future. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Brought to you by our friends at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And a really nice gentleman. His name is Henry. He lives in the uh, Brookfield Estates subdivision. And uh, sent me a note saying, well, first of all, I know where that's at. I used to live over in that area. But he said I uh, had a great idea about getting a pool table. My wife has been wanting one for years. Great place to entertain the grandkids. Heard your show, went over to Master Z's. Uh, the bottom line is he didn't get the pool table because it was too big. He got a bumper table and a shuffleboard table. He said it occupies more people. We have more fun. Thanks for the heads up. Got a, I remember the old bumper, bumper pool. God, it's been so long since I played bumper pool. But bumper pool and then a shuffleboard. Love those things. Uh, great deal, great quality. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, thanks for the heads up. Masters East, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials, especially this time of year. 
because uh, say you're an outdoor enthusiast like like I am, they have uh, some things that are left over, we'll say, from the season that you can pick up now and get ready for next season and get it, we'll say, a little more inexpensive, if you will. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Time now for Buy or Sell. Let's do this. It's about time. Been sitting here on my hands for the last, you know, two <laughs> two three hours i gotta because we've talked so much about the packers i have two baseball questions and a basketball question because last night was the nba's opening night the bucks got a new coach new superstar their season starts tomorrow but let's start with the brewers because that's the big news of the day the brewers have given the mets permission to talk with craig council now he wouldn't have needed permission in about a week or so so really this is the brewers giving craig council and the mets a little bit of goodwill and speeding along this process uh, for all parties involved, council has expressed interest in a raise and potentially resetting the manager pay scale from around three and a half million to maybe five million. Bill, buy or sell? If council goes to New York for a new challenge and a bigger payroll, eh, we'll get over it. But if he leaves because ownership won't pony up an extra two million or so, you'll never forget it, and Brewers fans will never get over it. Ah, uh, God. If they let Council go and he wins a World Series in New York, fans will go nuts. Then again, it depends on how they win it. Do they win it with young, up-and-coming talent in the same managerial style, or do they win it by just going out and buying a bunch of players? But, yeah, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll buy that because fans just, they will, you know what fans will do? They'll blame Mark Atanasio. Yeah. If, if Craig Council goes to New York, and now, because he's got the East Coast Riders, the New York Riders, say he wins a Manager of the Year and wins a World Series, you know who now wears the target. That is directly going to be Mark Atanasio. Which would be fair. 100- I-, I think Mark wears a yeah. lot of uh, blame from fans that maybe doesn't belong with him, but this would be yeah. squarely on him. If it's, hey, pay me $2 million more or I'm going to go to New York, that's directly on ownership. Yeah, I. That is on ownership. I mean, that, you know. Yes, I'll, I'll buy that 100%. I, I, I can't argue with it because it's all going to. I understand the ramifications of, of Milwaukee being a small market and all that kind of stuff. I understand that. But you can't jump into the pool and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to swim with everybody in the pool, but I'm only going to swim in a shallow end. And oh, by the way, I want to I want to run the race as fast and as long as everybody else, but I'm just going to stay in the shallow end. You can't do that. You you can't expect to have the same level of acceptance, I guess. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll buy that. Well, I'll buy that. And, and Brewers fans understand, like, you couldn't pay CC Sabathia, probably couldn't pay Prince Fielder what these other markets can, but you know, two and a half million versus five million for a manager. Right. I'm no accountant. Right. I'm not a millionaire, but that seems doable. That seems a lot more right. realistic for even a small market team and Mark Atanasio. Correct. It's something to monitor, yeah. for sure. Buy yourself. I'll buy it as well. Let's do basketball. Per reports, James Harden has returned to the Sixers today, but we'll miss the Sixers' first few games on the road, including Milwaukee and Toronto. The oh. team said, don't travel with us. You'll be a distraction. Stay in Philly. He needs to ramp up because he's been away from the team of his own volition. So he's making up for time that he specifically lost. Harden wants to go to the Clippers and then he wants contract extension after this year. Bill, buy or sell, there isn't a team in the NBA 
that should be interested in trading for and extending James Harden. Not a single one. I'm buying one. it a million percent. I'm buying it. There's going to be a team that's going to do it, much like the Deshaun Watson contract in Cleveland. At the time, we all looked at each other and went, what in the actual F are the Cleveland Browns doing? And now they are just sinking like the Titanic, and I am kicking back, relaxing, cigar in hand, and a big beverage, and I am just laughing my ass off because he sucks. So, James Harden, I believe, has more talent, but he's a head case. He goes away in the postseason. He's not worth it. He's past his prime. Somebody will pay him, but there's not one team in the NBA that should even be looking in his direction. You, you can't put him with young guys because he's not going to teach him anything. He's a ball hog. He doesn't want to play defense. He goes away in the postseason, and yet he wants all the money. Who, why would you? A team with up-and-coming young talent, maybe if you need that one shooter, that one piece, maybe. But beyond that, I wouldn't put him with a veteran team. I wouldn't put him really with a young team to teach him anything. He he has worked himself. He's made a ton of money, but he's worked himself into a corner to where it's all his fault. He has nobody left to blame. And he's a petulant, whiny SOB. And I hope he I hope he he fades away and never plays another game in the in the NBA. I can't stand the guy. Can't stand him. In your experience, you've been doing this a long time, Bill. We've seen teams do this before. Where we've seen an athlete, you know, think of the NFL or, or Major League Baseball, yeah. where there's an athlete that's soured on a team or or, or been a, a problem or a pain, but teams keep signing up for it. I, I think we're to the point with Harden. I don't, I don't know why any team would. It's not worth it in the postseason, like you said. But teams do, and, and you've seen this, yeah. I'm sure, for years in your career. It's it's one, it's one thing if a guy really gets into it with a team and leaves, and then finds happiness and then you know plays out his career. It's another thing if a guy is not happy here and then he finds a reason not to be happy here and then a reason not to be happy here. I mean, this guy wasn't happy in Houston, got out of Houston. Ended up, wasn't happy in Brooklyn, got out of Brooklyn. Not happy in Philadelphia, once out of Philadelphia. I mean, there's no way I want this guy. And he's proven everywhere he's gone that he chokes in the biggest moments. So I, I wouldn't want the guy anywhere near a basketball team. I don't care if it's a rec league on Sunday. I don't want him anywhere near a team that I'd be a part of. I'm not going to disagree. I will. I'll buy that as well. Buy or sell. Lastly, you know what scares me about that? Here's yes, the thing: yes. is you've got Hazlitt as, as this minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, who's the owner of the Cleveland Browns, who gave Deshaun Watson that stupid, dumbass con- contract. You got Hazlitt here. That would be the kind of moron that would go, "Hey, let's go see if we can trade for him. Maybe we can." That, that would be my my fear. Thank God other people are at the helm of the Milwaukee Bucks because I wouldn't want Hazlitt anywhere near a decision-making process for the Milwaukee Bucks. Sign the checks, and then when ideally we and win a title, away. you can come walk down and away. hold the trophy. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we saw that don't with even, the Diamondbacks. Don't even hold the trophy. You'll drop it. Don't even hold the trophy. <laughs> you'll drop it. Just, just get a ring. Have it mailed to you. Just stay at home. Sit by that mistake on the lake, and if it's brown, flush it down and enjoy your team. Just don't don't come anywhere near Milwaukee. Just stay away. Oh, my God. Just sign the checks, Jimmy. By yourself. Diamond Jimmy Haslam. All right, baseball to wrap it up. Last night, the Diamondbacks advanced to the World Series in Game 7 over the Phillies. This means that, yes, still every team in history to beat the Brewers in the postseason has made the World Series. The Yankees in 81, Phillies in 2008, the Cardinals in 2011, Dodgers in 18, Nationals in 19, Dodgers in 20, Braves in 21, and now Arizona. So, Bill, go in any direction you would like to uh, with this prompt, but buy or sell, God hates the Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) 
I'm starting to think that's the only explanation. I, that's why I have to ask Here, you this. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, if God hated the Brewers, they wouldn't have been in the postseason this year. For the talent they had, the fact that they couldn't hit, and they got it done with basically pitching and defense, and they still found their way into it because the Cardinals, who were picked to win the division, sucked. Cincinnati made a nice run, but they didn't have enough in the tank. And then the Cubs, God said, no, Chicago, you've had your time, and, and God, we can't stand you and your fans. Go away. So can we say God hates the Brewers because they didn't advance, or does God love them because he made them the National League Central champions again? Man, well, I guess when you put it that way. Here's, right? what, here's what I thought watching the Diamondbacks celebrate last night, Bill. The Diamondbacks have been around for half the amount of time as the Brewers. I think they've been a more dysfunctional organization. The Brewers, for the better part of the last 20 years, the last 15 years at least, have been very functional. I think they know what they're doing. They're smart. They develop players. I don't understand how a team like the Diamondbacks has won one World Series and made another in the last 20 years while the Brewers have gone 40, 50 years without ever making it back to World Series. I, I don't get it. Why do other teams get a turn and my team doesn't? Right. No, I, I understand that. I I. Hey, I, I want to see the Brewers get there before I die. And I think a lot of people that live in this area that have been generationally affected by the Milwaukee Brewers and Brewers baseball, whether it's in a positive or negative way, we're all sitting here waiting. Give us a World Series, for God's sakes. Let us get back. Let us win one. And uh, I just want to see a, a you know the World Series tro- trophy hoisted one time before we all end up having the uh, the meeting at the big bar in heaven. So I'm, I'm all for it. But, man, I'm... Uh, if they lose Craig Council, they don't spend money, they have, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to, how well, to go about this. To think, where where are we if the Brewers lose Council? Uh, Corbin Burns uh, say he's on the trade block, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know Brandon Woodruff's not going to be back. And you've got young guys coming up. Are they in the midst of a rebuild with a little bit of talent in the minor league system or what? What direction are we actually going here? I mean, I, I think the very point of the last couple of years is the Brewers would like to avoid a rebuild, I guess in the classic sense of a rebuild. But the Brewers, right. Mark Anasio's got to be careful, Bill, because they enjoy very, very good turnout at the ballpark, really win or lose. Yep. Like the fans Absolutely. are always showing up for games. There's a world in which, you know, if they deal Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff isn't ready for next year and they let Craig Council go, the hometown boy go over, you know, two million bucks. I'm not saying I won't watch to start. I'm obviously I have nothing better to do than watch the Brewers, but fan excitement is not exactly going to be jumping off the charts come April right. next year if that's how this offseason goes. Yep. And here's the other uh, note, and I had a question about this earlier, and I forgot I, to even bring it up. But for all of those people that thought Craig Council wasn't a good manager, and you wanted him gone, if indeed he's gone, who do you want now? Because there are people who love to bitch just a bitch. I mean, just complain, no. whine, and gripe. Just about everything sucks. So I want to know who you want. Otherwise, you lose your right to be a complainer. It's kind of like if you don't vote, you can't complain about you know the system that you're, you're discussing. At least vote. Then you can complain. But if you're not getting put, I want to know who you want. We'll talk about this coming up tomorrow. But I want to know who you want. Because if if Council indeed's gone, who do you want to be the next manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? So at least we can say, okay, let's take a look at the the viable candidates that you're looking at. Because some people just throw names out, and go, I, they should have got this guy; he would have been great. And then they complain about complaining. I, you know, so I want to know who you want and see what happens. All right, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we got some what we miss, and in addition to that. 
We are going to wrap things up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Good to have you on board. Um, boy, I tell you what, I ran across the, uh, and I'll, po- I'll repost it for those that haven't seen it, uh, going all the way back to 1981, the Yankees, the Cardinals in 82, uh, the Phillies in 2008, the uh, Cardinals in 2011, the Dodgers in 18, the Nationals in 19, the Dodgers in 20, the Braves in 21, and the Diamondbacks now in 23. Every team to beat the Brewers in the postseason has advanced to the World Series. Damn. I didn't realize it was that vast, but it is. But it is. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, welcome back to the program. Again, reminder, coming up tonight, we've got to the Bill Michaels Huddle 6-8 to eight on many of these same stations. And uh, if indeed you uh, don't get it for whatever reason, they have fallen on their heads and they're smoking rope and they're not flipping the switches in the market in which you live, then download the app, WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison. Or I always implore you, uh, it's free, F-R-E-E, it's free. Go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com, and then hit slash Bill Michael Show, and you can subscribe. Smash the subscribe button, and it's absolutely free. And uh, you can check us out whenever the show goes on the air. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes, but is there anything for What did we miss? I'm glad we only have a couple minutes because I really only have one thing, Bill. We covered Brewers, Bucks, Pack. We did everything today. But I will just give you the Packers injury report from practice today because there's some great yeah. news in here. Devontae Wyatt got carted off. Christian Watson looked like oh, he geez. might have exploded his knee on Sunday. They both look really bad. Both back at practice today. So that's great. That's shocking. I thought Christian Watson was done for a while. Jaden Reed also back at practice. Uh, Jair Alexander back, and so is Devondre Campbell. That would be a huge boost for the Packers' defense on Sunday. The only guys who aren't practicing, Eric Stokes, who I don't mean to laugh, like after missing well over a year, comes back, tweaks his hammy on on a punt coverage. 
Darnell Savage is headed to IR, but it was reported today he's expected to come back this year. Josh Myers, unknown. Luke Musgrave missed with an ankle. Weird, Bill, and maybe we can talk about this for a minute as we leave. Could there be a silver lining to Josh Myers missing some time? Maybe that forces the Packers to move Zach Tom to center and give Yash Nijman a look at right tackle. Maybe that would be a better combination. I, I would not be adverse to that. I would not be averse to that. I, I think Yash Nyman has found his way into the doghouse, and that's unfortunate. But if he can maybe get a little a little look and suddenly, you know, finds his niche, gets reinvigorated, if you will, maybe, just maybe, all of a sudden things start looking up for Yash Nyman in that offensive line. I'll take it. So there's a lot of guys banged up. At this point. Yeah, yeah. But the Packers, they don't seemingly like to try things. They're really, really right. uh they're rigid on offensive line combinations and things like that. But I love this injury report because Devontae Wyatt in year two, I want him to play, and he's back to practice. And same with Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. I want those young weapons to keep building. So if they're available Sunday, massive, uh, great news compared to maybe what we thought on Sunday when they left the game. Nope, I would agree with that. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here? That's about it. You were all over it today. Brewers, Bucks. We talked about James Harden and the Diamond. You covered everything today. Yeah, I uh, t- I didn't even have anything when I got up. I, I didn't sleep well. I didn't even get up with anything this morning. I'm just kind of like falling out of bed and sitting in a chair. So, <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we got the Bill Michaels huddle coming back, and uh, we've got Mike Clemens going to be joining us and all kinds of sound and such from inside the Packers locker room. we got our picks coming up tonight as well. Uh, back at it again tomorrow. Also, keep smashing. Smash the like button on YouTube. Just smash the hell out of it. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can listen and you can watch and all kinds of good stuff there. Until then, time for us to get out of here. Hopefully you have a good day, rest of the day, whatever that happens to be. Time for us to go. Have a good one.